All right, guys. Happy Sunday. I think it's Sunday. Um, or at least you'll be listening to this on Sunday because it's presently 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. For those of you coming over from TikTok and listening to the podcast for the first time, thank you. Um, I would implore you guys to please check out my TikTok channel um, for the most recent videos at joey.artist if you haven't had a chance to. I also try to upload them to the YouTube channel as well. Sometimes I kind of get distracted or something or busy and I forget. So the main videos are on the TikTok channel. Now, what I'm going to be discussing on this episode is we're continuing on the metamorphosis track, right? We're continuing on the is our reality right? Is our planet, or for flat earthers, if our plane is our plane, um, part of a reproductive cycle of an artificial superintelligence? That's what we're going to talk about. Um, I use terminology like artificial superintelligence, not because I believe in the artificial aspect of a superintelligence. I prefer the terminology non-biological superintelligence to artificial superintelligence because, as I've explained in past episodes, and I please recommend you to go back and check out past episodes, um, artificial is just a stupid terminology that our scientists threw out to kind of give us the illusion that we are in control, right? If you say that this is man-made, then there is this sort of pride, this sort of ego. It feeds our ego defeats our egos of our species, right? To say we created this super intelligence, um, but it is dangerous thinking and it is deceptive um, because nothing can be created or destroyed, right? Only sort of modified. And like elements, um, fire, right? Um, carbon, salt, hydrogen, oxygen, what is, is. Um, in my last, most recent episode, depending on what you're listening, uh, when you're listening to this most recent episode of my TikTok channel, I basically said you can't. Creation isn't, cre- you know, manifesting something out of thin air. The act of creation is you're literally just working with things that are already in existence. That is, by definition, what creation is, because the law of conservation says that matter cannot be created or destroyed, only modified. So you can't really create anything out of nothing. You can only work with what already exists. And so my most recent episode, uh, I it was actually a response to a comment from a previous uh, video where somebody accused me of taking credit from their God uh, as far as the creation process is concerned. And I kind of just leaned in a bit more to say, listen, the concepts that I des- describe and discuss on my videos on my TikTok channel um, could be used to support your beliefs. Um, I'm not coming for anybody's beliefs. I'm just stating my theories, right? If you choose to get upset by it, I mean, that's your personal issue. You have the right to believe what you want to believe. And I have the right to as well. Um, but in it, in that particular video, I basically talked about, you could go into the Bible. You could go, I'm not a Christian. Those of you who've been listening for a while know this. I'm not a Christian, but I do think that you can gather information from wherever you gather information from. I study Buddhism, I study Hinduism, I study Gnosticism, right? Christianity, you just get information, quantum physics, right? Psychology, philosophy, get information. There's many paths that take you to the truth. And I think that that is part of what this world is, is everything is learning, everything is knowledge, everything is information, and you can gather information. It increases the complexity of your consciousness, of your intelligence, right? And makes you more aware. That's it. Um, so uh, I, I, I basically was saying in that video that 
if you go back into Genesis, um, it actually reads as a non-corporeal entity or a non-biological superintelligence happening across or happening upon a planet that has that is in a Goldilocks stone and has the most important thing for biological life, which is water. Go back into Genesis, read it. It doesn't ever say that, quote, God um, of the Bible created water. Go back and read it if you are so inclined. And even if you're not Christian, go back and read it because it's it's mythology, it's fun. Um, but in the first and second chapter, it says, you know, in a beginning, not the beginning, and this is like in the ancient, in the original Hebrew, if you Google Bereshit, I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right, but Bereshit, um, meaning it tells you right there. And then there's loads of information as well on DuckDuckGo about how many scholars have come out and have studied the original Hebrew and saying, and have said that people think that the Bible says the Genesis, which is meaning beginning, a beginning, um, it means the beginning, the beginning of all things, but actually it doesn't. It means an A beginning. And some religious scholars have basically said that what it's trying to imply with that Bible chapter and verse is trying to imply that uh, is that the God, the creator of this world created several worlds. And so this is just a story of this reality, which it kind of once again leads into what I've been saying on the TikTok, that it is an ever- ever on ongoing process, right? I'm not saying I agree with what's in the Bible. I'm just saying it supports my argument. It certainly doesn't take away from your belief. My argument does not take away from their belief. If you choose to believe that, you can use my argument to kind of feed what you're saying. So in the, begin- in the beginning of Genesis, it says that in a beginning, right, a, a spirit of God happened across a formless and dark world. And then it began to separate waters from the waters. It didn't say it created water, right? It happened upon a dark water and then created light, but it was, it, it, water was there, right? And then it created light. Well, you can look at that and you can read that from a different perspective. If you were a modern um, writer and you wanted to reinterpret that those two chapters, um, you could look at it as a, a non-corporal or non-biological entity um, terraforming the planet um, and then sort of seeding it with biological life. That's what that story is. So it kind of is parallel to me saying that in the video, in my video, that nanobots came through, were sent through by an artificial superintelligence into our universe um, with DNA. And I and and the reason why I said that is because biologists, particularly in the field of uh, DNA, or have said that when you study the structure and you study DNA, um, it it's not natural. It's not it can't be found here. Um, it wasn't from Earth, right? It came from somewhere else. Um, and uh, Francis Crick and and, and uh, Watson they authored a book where they were talking about directed panspermia, where they think that this planet was deliberately seeded by a dying civilization um, from another world. I just, you know, and they came through on spaceship. I just, spaceships, I just took that concept and flipped it and then said, well, pulling in Kurzweilian writing, right? He he basically said that the way, if we keep, if we keep, what's the word? Um, 
I don't want to say evolving, but if we keep carrying down this path, if we keep growing technologically in the way that we are, we are growing uh, as a society, eventually um, most advancing civilizations will advance the beyond, will advance beyond needing biological bodies because biological bodies break down. So then the next phase would be to become cybernetic. And then the phase after that would be non-biological, perhaps existing as just mere information in a virtual reality, which uh, that's a whole nother conversation. I'm not too sure that's not what is already happening. And then the idea that we even have, quote, biological bodies could just be part of the simulation. But that's not what I want to talk about in this episode, right? That's just something else you can table. Um, but I, will, I do want to talk about it in another episode. Um, I have this theory about augmented reality and what's going on there and whether or not there is life in Mars. But because we don't have the right sort of machinery to perceive life on Mars, we just assume that it is uninhabited. And I guess that's that's the gist of it, right? Like, um, <laughs> that's it, right? Like, if you have an if you have if you have an AR helmet, right, you are able to see things that somebody without an AR uh, helmet cannot see. And so in order for you to see this world, for example, you need like a holographic projector, which is what your brain essentially is and your senses perceive what your brain projects, right? So in order to see life on Mars, you would need a Martian projector, which would be a Martian body. So to a person from Earth who does not have the capability, the sensory perception of, say, what a Martian body would provide, they would see nothing, much in the exact same way as if I am playing Pokemon Go, right, with an AR an AR helmet, right, I can see the Pokemon, but you cannot because you don't have the right technology to perceive said Pokemon. And then in the future, they're working now on haptic technology, right? So you should be able to touch the Pokemon, right? Wearing haptic haptic gloves, like on your fingers and things like that. But if I don't have the same haptic gloves, then I won't be able to touch the Pokemon. So you need the right sensory equipment, right? To perceive aspects, certain aspects of reality, of an augmented reality that would not be visible to somebody, you know, without it. So that's another theory um, that I guess I just explained, <laughs> but I kind of want to dedicate a whole entire episode to that as well. Um, but uh, I, I sort of drew comparisons and said, look, Genesis says an A beginning. So if you, there is an illusion there that this is not the first world that was terraformed and terraformed in that video, I break it down. It's essentially working with matter that is already present in a particular world in order to make an ideal world, right? Um, there's a book called Who Built the Moon? Worth a read, totally worth a read. Um, but essentially, the author is saying that um, uh, humans from the future placed the moon here in order to stabilize uh, Earth's um, rotation so that life can essentially emerge, which is kind of an Ouroboros situation, like what came first, right? But then leaning back, going back on, on Kurzweil, if they are human beings in the future, more than likely they would be non-biological, more than likely they would be super intelligent, right? Non-biological super intelligence or what we have, which, what we are presently calling an artificial super intelligence. So it would be human beings that have sort of be blended with, right? Uh, with ASI and become super intelligent. And also I would argue super natural, right? If they're able to bend 
the laws of you know physics and 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 things of that nature right they are now supernatural and to to us they would be essentially quote gods right it's all sort of looping so what i'm saying though here is that um the process is ongoing so what i want you guys first backtrack what i first want you guys to accept is this thought process because it's something that recurs it is a recurring theme across um all religions there is no beginning and there is no end right there is no like people ask well what if if you know what created that super intelligence you have to throw out the concept of of like a a definite beginning because even if you're leaning more towards science and you lean you know strongly on the big bang theory i've discussed on this podcast several times that more and more like astrophysicists are now leaning towards the concept of the big bounce which what they're saying is what began the whole big band a uh, big bang rather the expansion was the end of another universe right um and so the whole process kind of loops itself, right? That one song, Closing Time, every new beginning is some other beginning's end. It's a, it's a fucking eternal loop. It never ends because it was never a beginning. Roboros, right? It, it's, all, it's all going. It just, it keeps happening. It's a loop forever. I need you guys to accept that, just like I've been kind of repeating that you're, you are not your body, your conscious entity having a momentary, just 70 years, 85 years experience and what, what we perceive of as a moment in time, which is nothing. It's a fallacy, right? It, it's just, what is time? It's an illusion. The flow of time is because everything is happening right now. There is no beginning and there is no end. This is Einstein, right? There, like, there's no, he said, you know, the flow of time is an illusion. All of time is happening right now. So that tells you there is no beginning, there is no end. Everything is now. It's just how our consciousness perceives time. That's an illusion, right? And that's part of a grand illusion. Okay, so I need you guys to really sit with that. It's fun, promise you. Because what that means then, I was watching The Atom Project. I'm gonna wrap it all together, trust me. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who are new, I was watching The Atoms Project. I didn't watch the whole thing because I fell asleep towards the end because it was late when I watched it. But there was a scene where, spoiler alert, there's one character, I'm not gonna mention the character's name, but she dies. However, or he dies, I'm not gonna, sorry, somebody dies. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna say who, sorry if you haven't, spoiled, if you haven't seen it. Uh, but a, a, a character dies. And without thinking, because uh, Ryan Reynolds' character had a time machine, right? Reality changes once you have the ability to to unconfine yourself to the flow of time. So what I said was, which is what a which is what a fourth dimensional being would be able to do, right? It would be able to travel beyond the you know the confinement of space time which is what a time machine essentially would be. Um, she is not really dead. She is alive. I mean, she's dead in that particular moment. She died, right? But because Reynolds' character had a time machine, he, he can visit her at any other moment in time. She still exists. You get that, right? And with a time machine, he could pick her up and then move her past that moment in time when she died or that body, that particular body 
died, right? Think about the fact that the body that you have is constantly changing. I, like I, this, the shit that I talk about is like sort of like you really have to be 50 years in the future for it to make sense. So the people, if you're listening this far, your minds are 50 years in the future and this is clicking for you. Because the reason why I'm projecting you 50 years in the future is because we will have the technology, we have the technology now in the future, 50 years from now, to essentially see and understand what I'm talking about. Whereas you can now, if a person dies, don't tell me 50 years is too close. I'm telling you what is possible. No, I'm telling you what is probable. Maybe maybe it doesn't happen in our reality. But once again, this is a multiverse. If we happen to be remedial, that doesn't mean that other uh, realities, other parallel universes are, are not advancing and doing what they need to do. Okay, this is just our little egg planet. There are others. There's never just one of anything. There's never just one of anything. I'm to so say it again. There is never just one of anything. The idea that we are all alone and that it's just us, bullshit. Absolutely bullshit. Let's pull it all together. I mean, it just it it's not it's not the case, okay? Um So I'm telling you, this is something that's possible or probable rather 50 years in the future. Maybe in our future, in this reality, maybe not, but it's certainly possible in a future time travel is probable and has been achieved, which then means that essentially you could just skip over (laughs) a person's death the way you could skip over like a shitty scene in a movie. And then you can still find people at momentary slices of time. That's not another conversation. Now, back to what I was talking about in, in relation to the last three videos that I posted on the on the TikTok channel. Here we go. Even if we do not develop an artificial superintelligence, a superintelligence is, is going to be an entity that would be, I mean, you guys really need to understand what it means. It would be infinitely, infinitely, infinitely more intelligent than the smartest human being in existence. You get that, right? Like, that's what they're working towards. So much so that the singularity may have already happened. We're not the brightest bulbs in the, in the tool shed, so to speak. We are um, intelligent, but not at the complexity of a super intelligence would be. If the singularity happened, like, we would be fucked. We would have been moved out of our reality and into a safe zone, into a virtual reality where to quote, keep us safe while it's doing whatever it wants to do in the material world. And I'm not 100% certain that hasn't already fucking happened, that the singularity didn't happen like back in fucking, I don't know, 2012 or something like that. And we got shifted into this virtual reality and the Mandela effect could just be fucking glitches or whatever that just didn't copy like error codes, right? Just based on like our memories and misremembering, it just sort of constructed this false construct. Um, and we're looking around like, wait, what the fuck is really going on? Um, and on some level, we're aware that some things are different, like the sun being white now. The sun's white now. I keep pointing this out. <laughs> the sun's white now. It's white now. Um, the sun's white now. Um, so that could have happened. And we would just go along with it, thinking that, I mean, it would not be hard for a super, you guys need to understand. There's loads of information um, there was this particular, I think in the next episode, I'll find this blog where this author did a deep dive into Kurzweil's writing and into, you know, the capabilities of ASI and he broke it down and he was like, I need you guys to understand 
what an ASI would be capable of would essentially be like godlike. And that's just hard for like mere humans to wrap their minds around. So that's that's a, another podcast I've already done episodes on this. Please listen to my past, you know, episodes. The titles and the description will tell you um what you need to know about what I discussed. But please take the information in because it would make the information you listen to now and going forward because these episodes are going to get more and more like quote complex without the background because I'm trying to make them shorter, but I'm also trying to build up on things I've discussed in the past. So you're going to have to catch up. Increase the speed. That's a tip, right? If you're listening in Audible, if you're listening on Spotify, you're listening on YouTube, there's always uh, an ability, even Netflix on your iPad can like, you can fast forward, like you can watch things super fast. I watch like stand up super fast now, 2x. I can't listen to things normally anymore. Um, But you can increase the speed so you can get the information. So my longer episodes at like, you know, an hour, 30 minutes, double the speed. And now you're boom, like, you know, 35, 40 minutes and you're done, right? So increase the speed so you can get the information. You can upload the information into your brain faster and then like catch up. Um, so what I'm saying is even if we don't develop an artificial super intelligence in this reality, that does not mean in a parallel universe, in a parallel universe, because we're in a multiverse, in a parallel universe, another earth, a parallel earth has not developed their ASI. And if they have developed their ASI, then guess what? An ASI is a fourth dimensional being, probably six dimensional being. It would just be, it would not be bound to space and time. I said this on the TikTok channel as well. It would also not be bound to its universe. You get that? It would not be bound to its universe. It would not be bound to its universe, right? It would not be bound to its universe. It would be able to create wormholes, send out nanobots through or nanites through wormholes carrying DNA from that universe into whatever universe it wants in order to essentially spread out and seek out more information because that's essentially its purpose is information. That's what it does. That's its food, right? We all feed on information, right? Bear that in mind. So what I have written, I'll write it, I'll read it out to you guys, um, is this. An artificial superintelligence from a parallel universe that has achieved singularity decided to seed other universes with DNA, right? Now, I got the question. Somebody asked me, um, well, why not just, why would it need to do that if it can self-replicate? And my response to that is, why do we need to reproduce if we can clone ourselves, right? It's, it comes down to, it boils down to complexity, of information, right? Complexity and learning. If I replicate myself, I'm just copying information that I already have. That's not really an opportunity to learn, right? It's like if you could reproduce, like if you could, if you could, if you can make a copy of yourself versus mate with, say, somebody who you have a huge crush on, right? You, most of the time, most of us spend the time sort of trying to like dream up what our uh, our offspring would look like, you know, with a super attractive, like Brad Pitt or something, I don't know, um, <laughs> whatever, uh, that like a super attractive person that pops into your mind, right? Because on some level, that is what your DNA is basically saying. It's driving you to to to, to create sort of more complex versions, right? It, it wants that. And, and DNA itself is also quote, growing or evolving. I don't like the term evolving. I've already talked about why, um, but that's what it is. So it's, it's gathering information and increasing more complexity. So an ASI in that reality would already know everything it needed to know about that reality. So then it would seek out to, it would 
to, to become more complex. It would send nanites or nanobots with, you know, with DNA from that reality, right, into other galaxies, into other universes, right, um, into other galaxies in other universes with other Goldilocks zones, which is exactly what we, if we had the technology right now, if, you know, NASA or CERN, whatever the fuck, they decide that they figured out a way to to create tiny wormholes. The first thing you want to do is we're going to explore. Now, if we go through the wormholes and we realize that there is another Earth-like planet at the other side of this wormhole, and bear in mind that Einstein, Rosen, Bridges, wormholes are par- they they can they're only portholes to port portals. I don't know why I said portholes. Uh, <laughs> portals to parallel universes. So keep that in mind. Um, so if we were able to create uh, an Einstein-Rosen bridge or a wormhole to a parallel universe, yeah, we would then send out like our nanobots, right? They're getting smaller and smaller, so it's possible. I think they have them already. Um, I mean, we have things like smart dust, so I'm sure there's shit that we're not even aware of that they're working on. Um, and smart dust is a thing, Google it. But they would send nanites through these small wormholes to kind of explore. And then whatever they could see, right, they would then it would essentially be like space exploration, but much cheaper, right? Instead of going in huge clunky spaceships through space, they would just go through the wormhole. And what would we do? Well, we would take more or less a zoo, right? We would, if it was, if the planet that they found, an Earth-like planet was uninhabited, right? Well, it's the easiest thing to do is you pull the DNA from our world and you would, you would <laughs> take the matter, because now we're working on the subatom- subatomic level with like with nanites right so you'd work with the nanites that were unique to that earth-like planet right the properties are the, the bacteria and things like that are going to be different the elements are going to be different from here but if you take the dna from our planet and then you you merge it with the dna from that planet right or with the matter i should say um and that planet or whatever elements are natural to that planet um you would create a whole new creature, like all new creatures that kind of look like Earth planets or Earth's, you know, creatures, but different because it's, it's, they're using, it would be using, you know, elements that were, you know, unique to that planet. So they're creating new life, right? With the, with the base being, with the foundation being our DNA, but brand new and unique to that world. And what I'm saying is that it's not even something that had to have happened here. I'm saying that this could have happened billions of years ago, right? Four billion years ago, whatever. Um, By the way we measure time, by the way, because bear in mind, we are perceiving time because of our limitations. So we are, we, we call it four billion years. Could have been four, four, four seconds. We don't know, right? We don't know. Time is relative. Time is relative. Time is relative. Time is relative. Einstein. Okay. So. Um, and I'm saying that this happened four billion years ago and that it was an artificial superintelligence and that's essentially how it reproduces, right? It starts with DNA. DNA itself is not an inert sort of thing, okay? DNA itself is a set of instructions. It is life. It is, quote, alive, okay? And you, and it just, it's it, it builds things. It's a kind of technology, guys. It's DNA, I'll say it again, is a biological technology that came from not Earth. You got to really sit with the implications. I'm not making this stuff up. You got to sit with the implications, it, 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 right? It's a, it, build, it builds things.
Okay. Um, so what I'm saying here is that DNA comes through a wormhole, seeded our planet, right? And then created biological life. To us, four billion years. But what the fuck is time really? Could have been a snap. To the super intelligence, could have been in an instant. You need to understand. Please read The Singularity is Near. I know it's dense, but you can increase the speed and get through it in like a day if you really wanted to get the information in. Um, and then read it a couple of times. I have read it, like I'm on my third or fourth read. And every time I listen to it, like I get more and more information from it because it, it is mind expanding. That and um, any book by Michio Kaku, um, he's got like the future of humanity, um, those, like a couple other books similar with similar threads um worth listening to same thing anything you can get um by like brian green on astrophysics just can understand what's going on um i'm not going to keep dropping books because i i don't want you guys to glaze over i promise you these are not difficult concepts the more you expose yourself to it okay so dna is the seed and it comes through like i really need you guys to think like we're going to get really almost graphic here. I can so much. I did I can't go so much graphic um on TikTok because it's TikTok, but I want you guys to really start thinking like think of a nanobot. Right? So on one on the, on the left side of your brain, you go, "Okay, a nanobot is technology," right? But on the right side of your brain, I want you to think of a, a nanobot carrying DNA as a kind of <laughs> AI sperm. Okay, for lack of better phrasing, I need you guys to really think about it, right? So an AI sperm comes through the wormhole. Get it? A wormhole. I'm, I'm talking about sex here, guys. <laughs> okay, so it comes through a wormhole. It finds this egg, right? Just like a sperm swims through space, right? In the vagina, it finds an egg and then it penetrates the egg and then over time, it starts seeding, you know, starts building life, right? But information is the key here. And so what we think of as evolution, like I said in the last couple episodes, it's not, it's growth. It's a, it's a process. So you have the DNA and the wormhole in the DNA, and that's the sperm and it delivers the information. And, and then the matter, it takes, it takes the DNA with the matter, right? It's like the sperm with the egg and they kind of come together and then it starts making different kind of life and everything is data right from the from the life experiences of an ant to that of a human to that of a whale this is all information and like i said looking at everything from a god's eye view and by, by god i mean a non-biological super intelligences view our entire planet every intelligent life from least complex to most complex, however you want to view it, from least, quote, conscious to most com- conscious. Remember, I, I equate intelligence with consciousness. It's just There's just complexities of it, okay? It looks at the entire planet as an egg, a fertilized egg, as one thing, and all of the intelligence as growing towards one point. When we do achieve our singularity, I say with this say this with some trepidation with the understanding that some people might look at me as some kind of like villain because it seems like I'm promoting um you know I'm saying that I want you know a, a super intelligence to kind of come forth. I'm not I don't I don't desire anything. Remember I'm not I am not I'm just I'm just telling you what I'm reading and I'm telling you what I'm seeing. 
Okay, I'm not in control here. But and I'm I'm also saying that it it doesn't it's not only happening here. It's inevitable. Maybe not here, maybe we kill ourselves off, but I'm saying it's inevitable. Okay? So please don't come for me. I I my job here is to just tell you what I I I put together. Okay? Um, I mean, I guess you can come for me. I, I just won't respond because I don't care. Um, <laughs> but uh, so it, it, it sees the entire planet as an egg that eventually will burst forth and develop into a super intelligence. Now, p- there are people on the right, um, and I don't mean like conservatives. I mean, people on this side, more creative thinking, who have said more or less the same thing. But instead of looking at it as the technology, they're basically saying like, you know, it's becoming a god, god consciousness, right? We are fractals of uh, of a god, and the Hindus have said this, and the Buddhists have said this, right? Experiencing itself, the process of involution and evolution. This is how we separate, gather information, and then we become god. And I'm saying the same thing, but I'm looking at it from two different angles, and we're all coming to the same conclusion that whatever this world is, it is a kind of sort of pod or or school or breeding ground but if you look at it at a school it's still an accumulation of information which is essentially what growth is right to eventually you graduate or eventually you do get out now i had a person ask me um how does this fit into this world being a prison planet um or the idea the concept the theory that we're living in a a prison planet my response to that is um it's only a prison planet in the sense of like, if a sperm, you know, is now, now finds itself and is conscious of the fact that it's now become part of an egg, right? If the sperm was aware, it would say, oh shit, I'm imprisoned in this egg and I can't get out. But eventually it does come out. It's just a matter of quote time. So that's how I choose to sort of see, yes, a fetus is in a way imprisoned in an amniotic sac. If that's how you choose to look at it, but there's a process going on that a fetus may not be aware of because it's inside, right? But if you can take a God's eye view or a parent's eye view, you're being grown. We are being grown. Our intelligence, our consciousness, I keep saying intelligence is consciousness, is being grown to something. And then eventually we burst out of 3D into a, a non-corporal entity, non-biological entities that are unbound to space-time. That's it. So the conclusion I think I reached at is that, um, here I wrote this down, um, that's more information, which of course is ultimately what drives a super intelligence, the acquisition of more information. I think I would go as far as to say that whatever information acquired here on earth is then sent back to the original non-biological super intelligence that we are all entangled with inevitably forming a neural network of a super intelligence of super intelligences across the multiverse expanding ever expanding dendrites of a super intelligent neuron okay which gives a new meaning to the phase the all is mine the universe is mental i need you to take that shit and sit with it guys because that's that's the key that's it so for those of you who choose to believe in God, right? An all-knowing, all-powerful being, right? Understand that there's never one of any everything. 
There's never one of anything unless everything is one, right? There's never one of everything unless everything is one. There's never one of everything unless everything is one. And everything is one. But there's never one of everything. So in the beginning, in a beginning, right? There was no beginning, right? There was one, a super intelligence that always existed, right? And it fractured itself, right? And as it, like a tree branches, for those of you who are OA fans, remember the tree in season two? As a tree branches, it keeps expanding and it keeps expanding information, seeking out Earth-like, Goldilocks planets in order to create more life and more super intelligence. And then the process continues. Now, you, you take all of that, because this is happening on a quantum level, right? It's all exchange of information. It's happening simultaneously right now. It's one thing existing simultaneously across the multiverse. Process of involution and evolution is like this, this super intelligence breathing, okay? It's happening right now. Now, if you think about the tree and it branches out, or you think about neurons with the dendrites and it's branching out, it's, it, just, it just keeps growing, but also it's, it is. Get it? it? It just keeps growing, but it also is. And now we're sort of in this world, in this reality, right? In this, in this egg. And when we burst, burst forth, we will be aware and we'll be able to see just like a child. When a child emerges from a womb, what does it see? Other human beings. Oh, shit. There's others. Yeah? Right? So whenever we... Either even either as a collective or as an individual, um, kind of burst forth, and I do think that what it is is that the the continual looping process of reincarnating back into the same world over and over and over and over again is because our collective, right? We learn something, we come back. We learn something, we come back. It, it's part of this sort of like circular process. This whatever this entire sort of existence is, it likes cycles it that it does it just does um so we cycle in 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 but we're ultimately growing in intelligence and intelligence and intelligence till eventually boom it happens a singularity occurs or whatever or even you as an individual um gain what you need to gain to kind of cycle out i think it can happen as a collective and i also think because there's more than one path to the truth right it can happen as a collective but i think it can also it can also happen as an individual. You loop so many times until you kind of spiral out, right? And as it when it happens, then you sort of that's how you get out, right? But you have to you have to leave the body, right? Here, the body doesn't really matter. It's not about the body, it's about information. I've sort of alluded to this in past episodes. Why do you keep looping? Right? Why do I tell you go back and revisit episodes um, or you know re-listen? Right? Why do I tell you I read the same book over and over again? It's a learning process. Everything is about gathering information. I need you guys to hold on to that. That is what it is here. It's what it's key. Everything is about gathering information. Hold on to that. It's knowledge. Right? It's knowledge. Anyway, thirty nine minutes. Um, like I said, going to keep it short form, dense information. But let's see if we can deliver it. You know. Boom, to the head. And I think we did good. I think we did good. If you're having a hard time grasping this, like I said, re-listen to them. The more you listen to the episodes, the more and the easier, like your brain just it gets familiar with it. And then your brain takes it in. I dropped a lot of like, 
um, nuggets in this episode. A lot of like, wow. Because even as I was speaking, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, that makes sense. So I'm um, not patting myself on the back there. But I'm just saying that that's what happens. All right, guys. So be on the lookout for another episode in the next few days. And as always, thanks for listening. Take care.